Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. How are you doing on this beautiful Thursday? Well, today you don't have one Marla, you have two Marlas. And my guest today is Marla Martinson. Marla is a matchmaker, author, energy healer, tarot card reader. She's been using her intuitive skills to connect to singles with their soulmates for two decades. Um, excuse me. Um, Marla also has a podcast called The Mystical Matchmaker and a YouTube show. I'm sorry, and a YouTube show, Cosmic Conversations. Marla also has an award-winning spiritual memoir, The Buddha Made Me Do It, which humorously chronicles two years of her spiritual paranormal odyssey in Los Angeles. She has been featured on the Today Show, WGN Chicago Morning News, Beyond Belief on Gaia TV, hundreds of radio shows, including Coast to Coast with George Nury and Fade to Black with Jimmy Church. Yes. Welcome, Marla. How are you? Hey, Marla. Hi. (laughs) It's so great to have two Marlas on. Yes. So let's talk about the beginning because that's where I like to start. Were you born with these gifts? Were you aware of them when you were young? Are you, is this something you picked up older like myself? The matchmaking or the magical stuff? The intuitive. Let's start with the intuitive and go into the matchmaking. Okay. Well, the intuitive, it's very interesting because I, when I was, uh, the first, I think the first thing was when I was about three, and I rem- I'm one of those people who remember when I was two and three, I can remember a bunch of stuff. And a lot of people say, you can remember that long ago. And, and yeah, and I, and I loved being three. I had a lot of great adventures at three, but at two or three, I remember being in my bed in my room, it was dark. And I was, I must've been hot because I was laying on top of the covers and, and facing out towards the room. I, I opened my eyes and I saw a figure there. It was like a all, it was like a human figure, all black. I couldn't see any features and it was standing there. It was looked like it was doing deep knee bends up and down, up and down. And I was frozen with fear. And I was like, what in the heck is that? And I was just staring and and it was facing me doing that and then I I closed my eyes and then I opened it and it was gone and uh but later now speaking to you know I very into channeling and stuff and talking to a spirit guide he said well that was one of your spirit guides it was a temp he says we have also have temps and besides our regular spirit guides and that was and he was doing some clearing he said you had a something going on with the ears or infection or something that he was clearing. It looked like he was doing deep knee bends, but he was doing some energetic clearing. So, but I do believe it was, you know, probably a spirit guide. And we're very, at that age, very attuned. And my mom says I had tons of um, uh, imaginary friends that I'd always be talking to. And, and then as I got a little older, I was always, uh, well, I had, a witch's club. I gave myself a witch name. It was Hildegard. I did spells and potions and I made, you know, and I, I did, and I had all, Halloween was my favorite thing. I was constantly drawing. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm not a good artist, but I was drawing witches and bats all the time, you know, like 
cartoon type, you know, and, and uh, so I was always into that magic stuff. I just loved the magic. And then when I was in um, my twenties, my late twenties, I started getting into metaphysics with uh, Florence Scovel Shins, the game of life. Yes. That was my first book. And then from then through the nineties, living in Chicago, <laughs> I, I was, you know, into Wayne Dyer and Stuart Wilde and listening on my Walkman to all those cassettes and going to spirit, you know, it was just something that started more and more. And then um, in 2013, me and my friend Julie, who's my sidekick in the book, uh, she, she and I started on this kind of odyssey where because I had given away a Buddha statuette when my husband and I moved, I was, I was decluttering and he said you know where's that statue and it was just like one of those little wooden ones and it was mine but he's like where'd you and I said I he goes you're always getting rid of stuff without asking me and I'm like well it was my Buddha and I couldn't admit that I got rid of it because he'd get mad he's Latin you know sometimes he has a little spicy fire (laughs) and then and I said oh no it's probably in the garage and so I went and drove all around Los Angeles looking to replace it you wouldn't know. And I went to all the spiritual hotspots and I couldn't find one. And I thought, oh my God. And every day he's like, did you find that Buddha? And I'm like, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to keep looking in the garage. And then I went to one last place and um, they didn't have it, but they did have a flyer that offered classes uh, for $15 every week. And so Julie and I, I said, hey, Julie, you want to take some classes? So we started taking these classes in, in um, uh, spirit communication and you know, all these kind of stuff. And, and from there, I, st- I got started getting into crystal. I got certified as a crystal healer. Then I went and got certified in Reiki and then all these other energetic attunements. And then we were just going all over town learning about pendulums and candle magic and, I mean, everything. And Julie, who's a celebrity ghostwriter, she says, Marla, why don't you write a, a book? Because I'd written two memoirs before. She goes, why don't you write a book of chronicling our experiences? It's, we're having, it's, it's so funny some of the things that were going on. So anyway, that brings me up to, to pretty much present day there. We, I really took a deep dive. <laughs> you did take a deep dive. And, and being in the, on the West Coast, that it's a great place to take that dive because it's so accessible. And it was accessible way back then. Where yeah. like, now, but it's ahead. interesting because back then there was no inter, uh, internet or anything. And people talk about that harmonic convergence. And I didn't know about it. I missed out on that one. I don't know. You know, there was stuff that I didn't in the eighties. I, I didn't really see. I did go to this place called the Bodhi tree out here and I would get some metaphysical books, but, but it was more kicked in a little later for me when I could, you know, get, get more information. And so then you became a matchmaker. How did yeah. you, you know? <laughs> I was uh, I was an actress slash waitress for 20 years. My fr- I moved from Seattle, Washington at age 19, came down here, started doing TV commercials, print modeling, studying acting, dance, um, French. Those were my fr- three favorite uh, things to study language. I'm really into languages. And, and uh, so I did that and then moved to Chicago in the 90s. And I was doing acting there, also working in a steakhouse. And when I was uh, 30. Oh, I have to I- ask which steakhouse? Oh, um, Blackhawk Lodge. Okay, Black I know. Blackhawk Lodge, yeah. Yeah, I worked for different restaurants, but that was the, the last one that I was there, yeah. And um, it, it was great. I just, I loved it. I lived right downtown. I had my little apartment. I didn't need a, I just loved it. And I, I would, I enjoyed that city. I enjoyed my time so much. And then, but I was also kind of lonely because my, my dad, my 
um, dad had moved to Orange County, California. I got a call about around Christmas that he had terminal cancer and I just collapsed. I was just, it was just horrific. And I rushed out and then um, he, I decided, okay, I'm going to move back. And then uh, by the time I, I, moved, I spent a couple of weeks and then I went back to get my stuff in Chicago. By the time I got back, he died three days later. So I just, I was back in, in LA and uh, started up a little with the acting and stuff, but I was like, I can't, I, I was just trying to, I, I couldn't get my butt off my stoop, you know, from my, I would sit out in the stoop of my little apartment with my little teacup Yorkie thinking I'm running out of money. I got to get my butt out and go get a restaurant job. And it's not as easy in LA to get a restaurant job as Chicago here. It's all about, what do you look like? Give me your headshot. There's 300 people. It's really different. And I just, I'm like, I can't, I can't put on a weight. I can't be a 40 year old waitress. I can't do it. I've done it 20 years, please God. And then I started doing all these affirmations and reading these Louise Hay little cards, a whole box my cousin gave me I read them every day and I said I don't know what I can do I don't have any other skills really I don't want to you know what and then I got my husband my now husband who I met had a friend who was taking over the management position at a video dating service and she says I'll hire you part-time to be the videographer and work the front desk you can still go on auditions so I did that I really had a good time left end up leaving there because of a managerial shakeup, and uh I applied for another job in the back of an actor's magazine as a, um, like a, it said talent scout fun job, Beverly Hills. That's all it said. I show up and it was a high end matchmaking agency. So they hired, yeah, they hired me to be a recruiter because it was the high end guys wanting the gorgeous goddesses, beautiful women. So I started as a recruiter, recruiting the women. They liked what I did. They asked me to work in the office. I said, I don't work in offices. I'm an actor. I don't know how to work in an office. No, no, no. It's no problem. Well, you know, and, and I didn't really need office skills. I just needed people skills. And then I started matchmaking. And then when the head matchmaker went off and had a baby, I took her position. So for seven years, I was the head there. And then in 2009, the recession hit and I had a, one of those take this job and shove it moments with my boss. And, and uh, I, I walked out and my husband, it was like dead man walking, coming up to that door. Are you crazy S- quitting a high-level job in Beverly Hills with health insurance in the middle of a recession? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's done. And uh, here I am 10 years later. I have my own, with my own matchmaking business. So bringing in the, tu- you know, the intuitive piece to the matchmaking, I'm, ass- I'm assuming you do. Your piece in well. Some people will say, you know, do you, do you use that to match? But the thing is, working with the high level guys, if the, it's you know the first thing that they're interested in is the is looks, right? You know, guys are visual, so they have a certain look in mind, and and they do pay a lot. You know, it's a high it's a high end. It's not for everyone. It's more high end, so they really expect you know these women to look phenomenal. So. I have to go by that first, you know, region, age group, kids, no kids, the look, the height, the maybe religion, background now, political uh, party, which is a whole, I'm not even going to get into that, but I can't even believe it that I have to screen for that. And some people won't date some other people because of who they voted for. But (laughs) I get really, really locking out a big portion of people. But um, yeah, so I have to get through all those uh, things. And then get into the, you know, personality and stuff, too. So there's a whole 
you know, some people will, oh, she's got to drink alcohol because I have a wine collection or there's, a, you know, maybe a girl who's, you know, into yoga and stuff. I don't want a guy who's drinking. So there's all these little nuances. But what's great is with a matchmaker, I can screen for all that. If you just meet somebody on your own, you don't know that. Maybe you're allergic exactly. to that. You've got three or, you know, whatever. It's it's fascinating because, you know, people have their proclivities. They want what they want, what they want. But do you find that there are some people who get what they want and they go, oh, that's not what I really wanted? Well, it's interesting because in, I write, in my first memoir, Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker, I write a lot about this kind of stuff, how the guys will think. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what they were attracting before they came on with me, but they want a 10, you know, they might, they want a model. And so um, they might, you know, these girls that sometimes they'd send me pictures of Victoria's secret models and say, do you think you could track her down for me? Or, and, and, and they have this idea in their head. So then I'll match them with a couple, you know, of these tens who could, I, you know, I said like this, he's one guy sent me one picture of a model. I said, I think she's dating Leonardo DiCaprio right now, but you know, so they can date whoever they want. So once they kind of see, they have a few dates with these hot women and then they see it, they can't pin it down because they have so many options. And then they say, okay, well maybe I don't need, you know, like a 10, you know, 20 years younger or whatever. And then they're like, get a little more, Cause it's like, what do you want? What do you really want in your life? You know? So they get kind of, it's like a kid in a candy store at first. They're like, Oh, maybe I can, you know, date Claudia Schiffer or Heidi Klum or something. It's like, no, no, no. Well, yeah, everybody has these aspirations, but it always for me, it brings me back to what uh, Judy Shin, Judge Julie, Judy, she had a book and it said, um, beauty fades, but stupid is forever. <laughs> and that's the title of her book. And I was like, it's such a true statement because your beauty does fade. And, and if you don't find some way to connect as an individual, as a person, where does that leave these relationships? It does. And you never think it will because I was one of those hot girls, you know, and I was a model and everything. And then now, you know, uh, oh, you're later, it's like, well, it's, you we see, change. The, I see the di- difference and, and, um, so it's, it's really weird because we don't feel different inside. And then everybody, we all think they're coming to me and, well, I know I'm 50, but, you know, everybody thinks I'm 30. So I, I want to date a 30 year old or every, nobody. Look, it's like everybody's Dorian Gray. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. I look a lot younger than I, I know I'm whatever, but I look a lot younger. Everybody says that. And, and. It's hard because we don't feel like we're aging. We feel the same and we feel youthful and energetic. And it's hard to say, well, I know I'm old now. but <laughs> so, I just so, say yeah. older or seasoned. I'm seasoned, more seasoned, seasoned than I used to be, <laughs> which is so funny. Well, then people who can't, you know, deal, you know, for it high end. What do you suggest they do to find um, someone who might be their twin flame, or you might call it a soulmate. Yeah. Um, what should yeah, they look you know, for? It's There's so many uh, options out there now. And my service is just, you know, it's a specialized thing, but there's the, there is online and some, there's so many people getting together and getting married online. I know that you should be careful. You want to meet people in public places. You want to screen, finesse, find out who they are, all of that. But there's a lot of great 
uh, people on there, um, letting your friends know that you're single and available. Um, I always like meetup.com, going out to do things that are um, that you uh, are interested in, and you're going to find like-minded people. Like if I was single now, I go to all these uh, festivals, these amazing spiritual festivals. You yeah. Know? There's Conscious Life Expo and there's Disclosure Fest and there's Vegan Fest coming up. There's And you see all these cool people. So those, you know, I'm interested in those kind of personalities and those kind of people. But so think about that. Also, the most important thing, I think, is we attract anything at the level of, of it's a direct frequency match. Right. So, so I hear People, it, it does get frustrating. I understand it and say, oh, all, there's nobody out there. All the good guys are taken or they're all jerks or they're, I can't trust anyone or those stories that we play in our head that just kind of comes in and we have to cut that off. You can't do it because we're going to keep attracting those low, those the, the same energy vibrations. Yeah. So you got to do, if you need to take a break or whatever and get your vibration up, do some ch- Oh, so many, there's so many childhood wounds, past life stuff, things that you've got to clear out. And there's a lot of different modalities that you can work with for clearing, whether it's tapping or, you know, guided meditations or hypnosis or breath work or plant medicine journeys, or there's so many options, but we've got to clear this stuff out. I was stuck in those patterns for years and years of, you know, get verbal abusive guys or not available guys or, and then I, and then, you know, the ego wants to be right. And it's like, I'd go out with, when I was in Chicago, I, I'd go out with a guy and then he'd dump me. And I, I was like, Oh, another guy dumped me, of course. And then every time I, my, I got dumped, I cut my hair and I had really short hair. And, and then I got, I went to work one day at the restaurant and this guy in one of my coworkers says, Marla, you better stop dating or you're going to be bald. <laughs> That's pretty but funny. I was like playing out that, yes, I, it's not going to work. And it didn't. So I had okay. to do a lot of shifting and I'm still clearing. I'm still, you know, clearing things. I think clearing is a lifelong journey. It's like, you know, we have a journey of things that we need to clear up, but also clearing our wounds is part of that gig, should I, should I say. You know, if you stay in, stay focused on what you need to do to shift what's going on, heal your wounds, release things that don't lost, that don't serve you, energies, emotions, thought, ways of thinking. It's it's all part of what I think we're here to do, and it's we'll do it till the end of time. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Those patterns, those triggers, the traumas, uh, the triggers are really um, interesting to see what triggers us. That's so, so true. But you know what? I have more questions for you. When we come back, we're going to go on a quick break. When we come back, I will delve into some more of these fascinating questions. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. 
Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting MarlaGoldberg.net. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready for a show about possibilities? Are you tired of boundaries and limitations and ready for expansion and growth? Then tune in and spend some time with Dr. Rebecca Huey, host of Mastermind. Dr. Rebecca provides a stimulating, encouraging environment designed to help you develop emotional intelligence, resilience, and the self-awareness necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. Listen every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. For those of you who have stuck around, welcome. Uh, thank you for sticking around. And for those who have just tuned in, thank you. For those who have tuned in on our Facebook Live, gratefully, you know, grateful that you're here. Appreciate it. I am talking to Marla Marlin, Marla Martinson. I guess those early exercises I did didn't work. Um, <laughs> Marla is a matchmaker, author, energy healer, and a tarot card reader. She's been using her intuitive skills to connect to connect singles with their soulmates for two decades. Marla also hosts a podcast called The Mystical Matchmaker. She has a YouTube show, Cosmic Conversations, and an award-winning spiritual memoir, The Buddha Made Me Do It, which chronicles two years of her spiritual paranormal odyssey in Los Angeles. So welcome, Marla. Hey, show the book again, please. The Buddha Made Me Do It. It's not about Buddhism. This is one thing when I titled it because of that Buddha statue that I gave away. And then yes. I, because of the Buddha statue, it led me to this shop where I started taking classes. And, and the, because of that Buddha statue that I gave away, my whole life changed. Going to, but it's, but I, I realize titling this people, a lot of people automatically think it's about Buddha, Buddhism or Buddha. It's not. It's a, it's a, and it's kind of like a eat, pray, love meets Bridget Jones's diary type of a, you know. Oh, I love that. That sounds so fascinating. That's how I, it's very funny. <laughs> so we were talking about energy healing and, and matchmaking. Um, how does energy play a role in relationships? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like what we were talking about before the break of, of uh, direct frequency match and, and, and uh, calling in 
we call in, we, we're, it's like magnets, you know, you, whoever's on your frequency, whatever's on your frequency is what you're calling in. And uh, it's that's energy. It's all energy. We're, we are energy. And you can kind of feel sometimes you walk in a room or you meet someone new or you end up on a date, a blind date from the internet or something. And you can just like feel this energy. Um, we're, we're always taking in that <clears throat> energetic information. And I think it's good if before you go on a date or meet someone new, do some clearing, maybe take a salt bath or sage yourself or do a little sound bowl or something and, and get yourself, do a little maybe five minute chakra meditation, get yourself lined up. So you're in a, not in a frantic space or negative, you know, take that negative uh, stress off from your work day or whatever has been going on and um, come to that person in that situation in a, in an aligned and grounded um, space. It's going to, make all the difference because then you're not going to get into arguments or start talking about exes or negative stuff because people are looking for politics. Yeah. Or (laughs) politics, not oh God. Um, People are looking for red flags in the other person. It seems like instead of looking for all the great things, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to look for five positive aspects in this person across from me that that's great. Maybe they have wonderful eyes or that they've got a great laugh. We're always kind of scanning like, Oh, that comment, I don't know, maybe red flag or, Oh, they ordered a second drink or that, you know, it's like that survival kind of reptilian brain looking for the, the negative or something. Look at, they're looking for a reason to not move forward. Yes. Yeah. A reason to just say, Nope, this one isn't for me. Yes. Yeah. I, but so do you ever have, and this has happened to me where when I was younger, I would be like, like the person you just described and be like, I would sabotage myself. And I have to tell you, missed opportunities with some really great guys because I, I was you know, a bit dysfunctional in my way of uh, energetically. But what I started doing, and I don't know if you talk to your clients about this, about second chances. Because sometimes mm-hmm. people don't put their best foot forward on their first date when they yeah. first meet each other. And, you know, I used to be like, okay, that was terrible. I'm not doing it again. But I wouldn't have been married to my husband if I followed that advice, the, you know, the old way of being. So I just decided to give myself another opportunity and would at least give people two to three chances before I definitely put a kibosh on moving forward on anything. Do you ever work yeah. with that? In a, in a way, certain situations, that's good. I used to do this test in my head, like if I'm on a date with somebody and I could never picture myself kissing the person, then why go forward? Because it's not going to be a romantic, right? But if you think they're cute, if there's, you know, things aren't perfect, give it, yeah, give another chance because we do say dumb things or maybe you're nervous or not our best. And we have to take that into account. So I, I like the second chance, but also our time's limited. And as we get older, we realize I cannot waste it. I used to do, oh, people would ask me to lunch, this, that, and I'd go and I'd drive here and I'd do that. Waste, I don't know, wasting so much time, but I could have been a lot more productive. Now, you know, as in my fifth decade, I'm not doing that. I don't do anything I don't want to do. And I and I talk to women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who feel that way. It's like, I'm not, I don't want to take that time on all these dates that aren't going to work out because they've got other things that they're, that, you know, they're filling their soul up. And that's understandable. Now I have a good 
tip. I have a great thing that I came up with um, because like I live in Los Angeles to get from here to, um, you know, over to Hollywood is I heard of something. <laughs> That's, That's okay. my mascot, Tug. That's great. He's a green. Okay. So it could take an hour or more to get somewhere for a date. Yes. Um, well, you know, where the, we're living now and what we're doing. So now we have FaceTime, we have Zoom, we have Skype, we have WhatsApp, we have Facebook Messenger, we have Marco Polo, all these things. Uh, get have a, have a video chat date. Put on something cute. Get a glass of wine or a cup of tea or whatever and uh, get on the video and have a little date that way. If, for these like inter- internet dates or whatever, you can say, that could be your first interaction. If you like what you see, your voices, your personality, then you can take that hour or whatever to drive over there and meet them. Or- right. And, and in Los Angeles or in, in California in general, the traffic is... There's traffic now. It's like so many places. It's it's a nightmare. So right. So it really is great to do that. And then you have other places where it's it's a little bit more convenient to do the meeting in person. But I like the video chat thing, whether you Zoom, Skype, whatever it might be, because you know those those people who put up false pictures or put yes. pictures of the way they looked 20 years ago, and it's like yeah. this is what I look like now. It's like yeah, no. That still happens a lot. I heard that from a gal the other day. She's like, I've showed up, and it was his picture was old and he his what he said he did for a living was not right it was just like oh she said I was catfished (laughs) and that's what it is and and what I don't understand is these people who do this this is just sort of a random thing but they they catfish do they think that people aren't going to be onto the game or or they're going to find them so irresistible that it's like it's okay that you're dishonest I'm going to jump into this relationship with you it's like yeah no yeah I've talked to people about that because they'll put it different age bracket age to get into that lower bracket to meet younger people and stuff. And when I've questioned it or, or the photo, they said, yeah, but once I know it's not, but I'd never get to meet those people otherwise. And once they meet me, I'm so much, you know, younger in person, I look, you know, they're going to like me. And, <laughs> and so that's what they're hoping that they'll say. Oh yeah. I just find that. I just find that so funny because it's like, really, you know, like, whatever I won't get into my personal way of thinking (laughs) but um so what did you find you needed to do to delve deeper into your spiritual practice to continue your work being a matchmaker well my work how I love it I'm so blessed and I meet the most fascinating people but like when you were saying uh these high level guys when they're paying a lot of money they want what they want and there, there was times, you know, in the past, maybe somebody would yell at me or they could get pretty, you know, mean sometimes yeah. <laughs> or, or not happy. Nobody's good looking. She's not thin enough or, you know, just this lower vibration. And some, I used to cry or I, you know, used to get frustrated. And um, I realized all my spiritual work was really balancing out that more shallow aspect because humans are, and I love all my clients and they're just trying to be happy and find what's going to make them happy and find love. But sometimes people have a skewed or a, you know, different view of what's going to make them happy in the end. And, you know, people will take in in any job, you know, somebody might take out their frustrations on, on you, on the, you know, business owner. And so I would, um, I do, I sage, I send healing energy to their files. I, I, you know, 
um, send prayers for them and affirmations and, and I managing my energy because some, I'd be in the car with my husband and I'd get it, maybe get a text from one of the guys, eh, you know, a little sniggly one. And I was ready to respond to my husband like, wait, tell me, breathe. Don't answer right away because there's been times when I shoot back a snarky response. And so I don't do that anymore. I'm, I, I manage my energy, my um, frequency, and then I respond in a loving way and things clear up much easier and we get back right back on track. So it's helped me a lot. I, so let me ask you a question. You know how that person on that cable TV show who had, it, it was a matchmaker and she would, she would, What's the word? She would uh, um, educate the, the the person that was uh, on the show, you know, how to dress, how to do their hair, blah, 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 to, to put their best foot forward. Do you do that at, with them at all on a spiritual level, teaching them about managing their energy or what they're putting out, how it might affect the date they're going to have? The women are love this stuff. So I do, I'm starting to, in 2021, I'm really going to be rolling out my coaching for women, but I'm, I'm working on something now, but, but I still talk to the ladies and I help them with stuff and I'll do laser coaching and I do readings. They'll actually want a reading and they'll end up, I have a love reading, which is on my website and that we will do some energy work and pull some cards and talk about things. So they love it. The guys, they're not as woo woo, a lot of them. So they're, they're like, well, I know, you know, I know what I want. And so it's sometimes harder to crack, you know, they're these power guys, but some of them I have been getting some real ones that are into spiritual stuff, or they say I meditate every day. So it's changing a little bit, which is great. So we can talk about, about that. Um, But up until recently, it's just been more the, you know, CEOs and you know the, that right. type of energy with with them and so right. and they don't. But I, I like it. to with them. I love to bring humor. I laugh about you know and and I'll even send them little video clips. You know, hey, you know, how about this person or or to just keep them because they it's their work is real demanding. Some of them have like three companies or they've got they're flying here and there. They own they're real estate developers and producers and doctors, the surgeons, brain surgeons I've had, they're stressed, you know, so I try to bring a little levity and fun and magic into, into their life. Well, which is also a stress breaker. So if they're all stressed about, you know, getting the right person and, you know, and I don't know how to get into the explanation in terms of, but I, in my, I'm seeing the picture going on in my head and how demanding they can be about what they want. And again, mm-hmm. they want what they want. They want because they've acquired so much that yeah. I think that they come in with so much stress and tension to achieve that mm-hmm. That using the humor and the levity as an icebreaker gets them to like take a deep breath and go, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't need to have that. Um, I call it business mode. You don't have to be in right. business mode all the time. They'll bring, they'll bring it. It's like dating is like business. For the, sometimes for some people they don't and it's completely a separate energy something what you bring to it is different yeah it's so important to bring different energy to it I, I personally believe um, so are we predetest predetermined to be with someone I mean uh, people, love, people love to ask where's my soulmate is this my soulmate or is this my twin flame and and I kind of um, feel that instead of focusing so much on that, Uh, find somebody who's, it's hard enough to just find somebody that you can get along with, that you can grow with, that you can spend your life with, that you, all of that. So look for a 
look for a good compatible partner instead of worrying, is this somebody from my past life? We do travel in soul groups. We often connect, connect with people from, from the past to learn lessons. And so your soulmate may not be like dream, like, you know, in a rom-com, it's going to be somebody who is going to push your buttons, who's going to push you to do your work, your lessons. My husband, Adolfo, we've been together two decades now and I, he's, we've been had past lives and, oh my God, this relationship has like really pushed me to do a lot of work on myself, my reactions, my, just so much and, and still, and, um, it's, it's been, it's been life, you know, changing, but I can't say it's been a smooth ride. <laughs> it's, it's been rocky. But aren't those rocky times, those challenging times, those times we've, we have our, our, our best growth that we yeah. learn our lessons so we can clear out those lessons, like clearing junk out of a closet. Mm-hmm. So new lessons come in, but I found that as the lessons come in, they're less, um, like henny penny, the sky is falling, my world is falling apart, and they're more like little hiccups of, of life, you know, instead of these giant hurdles. I, yeah, and 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 this and the twin flame is so, so interesting because this once a uh, spiritual master said uh, the twin flame. He says the soulmate relationship, you know that that can be with your best friend or your pet or your or somebody you're with or your husband and stuff. And but then the twin flame, that's the real tough one. He says, you know when you hear about a couple, somebody murdering, you know, their partner, he says, yeah, that's probably a twin flame. Wow. <laughs> Does it I happen? Put it in there. Yeah. Somebody you want to, somebody you want to kill, you know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, you know what I'm putting that into perspective. Yes. I could see where that would be. be so desperate to find that twin flame. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, they're coming into our lives. The people that we need, we need to connect with They're they're, they're spinning in and out and, and don't be so worried about uh, if you're going to spend the rest of your life together. Sometimes people will, they'll just start dating somebody. They don't even know if it's a good fit. Oh, is this, you know, they will, Women, especially, is a long term. Long term, we want we want everything to right away. Is this life for life? And they might it might be just for a few years to grow and learn some things, and then you know split up. Tom, as Bashar says, a relationship is a relationship till it's not a relationship anymore. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite quotes. But okay, we need to take another break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, and we're talking to Marla Martinson. So come back for some more scintillating conversation. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. 
Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everybody. Thank you for sticking around. And if you've just tuned in, Marla Martinson is my guest today. Marla is a matchmaker, author, energy healer, tarot card reader. She has her own podcast called The Mystical Matchmaker, which I love, a YouTube show called Cosmic Conversations, and her latest spiritual award-winning memoir is The Buddha Made Me Do It. And before I bring her on to chat, I'm going to bring Marla on to talk about her charity because it's charity shout-out time. And Marla is supporting PETA. So, Welcome back, Marla. Hi, Marla. <laughs> and so, PETA is your organization of choice. And what is what is it that resonates with you? I've always PETA. loved PETA because I'm, I'm plant-based and I love animals. I, I mean, I'm so connected to animals, all animals. And um, I love how they are championing, championing for animals and just, you know, making people aware of the plant-based options and everything they do. And it's tough uh, to, be, to be an animal activist. Sometimes the way I love animals, I thought I should be doing more and getting out there. But that takes a certain, we're talking about energy, and it takes a certain energy. It takes a certain personality. There's people like Jane Velez Mitchell who's out there, um, you know, on the front lines of uh, educating people and how how pigs are no different than dogs. We've just been told programmed from the time we come in oh it's okay to eat this animal or slaughter or put it in a cage but not this one because this one's cute or that you know so I when I can I donate to PETA and and uh so take a look at their website because they're it takes it takes they need money and support to to do the things that they're doing and also fighting against the animal testing for cosmetics and all the horrible experiments they they do on they sent beautiful sentient beings. So, and don't they they get involved in trying to stop the random for pleasure um, safari people oh, you know, from shooting yeah, they, wild animals? 
And I think like bullfights and all of the, you know, all of yeah. these, these cockfights and bullfights and dogfights oh. and there's, there's so many, so much cruelty that we people might not even think about going on uh, with the animals. And talking about energy, for me, it's almost sometimes I, can't, I have to stop myself. I can't think about it because there's so much pain going on globally in all of those areas with, with the animals that I can feel that energy. It's like going to affect the humans. And then when they're eat, we're eating, you know, some people might not agree but i feel if i'm eating that flesh that's their the pain that they went through being you know or the raised fear. Or yeah. and fear and and then it goes into the the there that energy continues and comes into us and and look at the world right now the fear the anger everything coming up and how can we be treating our other sentient beings and including other and people say well humans are being treated badly well yes but i you know i can't do everything <laughs> i Nobody should know sentient being should be treated uh, cruelly. <clears throat> so that's, I'm just very connected to the animal kingdom and the, and the earth and the energies of that. So. And I, and I support animal cruelty and also the fact that all of these, especially wild animals, forest animals, you know, they're becoming extinct and that supports our ecosystem. So by doing some of it, by, by killing these animals for profit, for whatever the profit might be, or just for gamesmanship, um, you're really doing more damage to our earth, which we might not be affected, but our children, our children's children, may not be able to live the beautiful life we're able to live because of all of the riches and resources we have because they're going away. Right. Yeah, it's 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 very uh, scary there. And then the coyotes are coming into neighborhoods now, too. I see that in broad daylight in my neighborhood. I've seen it coyote a few times looking looking right at me like I pick up my dog <laughs> they're coming in to find some food right they're hungry because they've been dis- displaced from where they was their natural habitat right. it's very challenging and unless we keep some of our forestry and our natural wild growth it's going to really truly affect everything so well so everybody out there, PETA is a great organization, and you can look them up at www.peta.org. All right, so let's talk about, I just want to make this mention, you were telling me about this Everclear, um, it's an app, yeah, I believe. There's a, there's a new app, it's called Everclear, and go. it's on, uh, you could just go in the app store, iOS or um, the other Android, <laughs> either, and uh, when you look it up, it's Everclear, and it says intuitive guidance, and you can put that on your phone, and then <clears throat> it's a it's a psychic hotline, you guys. It's a psychic hotline, but it but but it's more like uh, intuitive guidance, intuitive coaching, uh, more than calling up and saying, you know, is he thinking about me, or is this guy does this guy have a crush on me? You know, those kind of lower level right. questions that I really can't answer. But I'm on there, and if you want to go on there and get a reading from me. Uh, I'm under, I have a moniker. It's Marlena, M-A-R-L-E-N-A, Marlena M. And you'll see my photo and a green top. But uh, yeah, and you can, it's uh, $2.99 a minute (laughs) where you can text with me. And if I'm not on at the time, you can do a text there and set up an appointment. But if you want a reading or guidance or a little coaching or something, you can go on there and uh, 
I just, I'm having a ball with it. I am loving this. I, you know, life is magic. And I just look for more ways to bring magic into life with all these heavy energies and everything going on. I just try to find the sparkle in life and the magical moments and the things we can tap into, whether it's angels, spirit guides, or seeing the magic in another person, their true essence, a smile, just, just trying to get that frequency up so we can ascend. <laughs> Right. Well, and bring the frequency up so we get we get the match that we we deserve we by raising match. the vibration. We get the job, the opportunities, the insights, the health, the everything, and it's, the, our whole life is working with that. that because what you put out energetically, bring you bring back to yourself. Mm-hmm. So and we don't even realize we're like these these antennas, and we don't realize what what's coming out of there. Sometimes that you know that energy coming out. Absolutely. Oh, my God, that's hysterical. But it's true. <laughs> it is very, very true. Um, so do you have any stories, inspiring stories that um, you can share about, you know, maybe you mixed your modalities in matchmaking and other things to really have um, something, an interesting shift or just a great matchmaking story? Yeah, there's the, you know, sometimes people will will get a little frustrating going on date after date. And uh, I had this one gentleman who joined and also, uh, so if you're going to sign up with a matchmaker, have some trust in them because a lot of times we do show photos and before, you know, we'll say, are you interested in this person? But before a lot of um, the guys will say, no, not my type. No, no. But I've had guys decline like, 30, 35 women and that I've picked. And these are lovely ladies. So instead of declining, be open and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, date somebody who maybe I wouldn't have thought of before. Maybe she's three inches shorter than I, or he, you know, for women too. Maybe they, I I love blondes, but you know what? I'm open to uh, a Latin woman or I love, you know, tall, but it's okay if they're three inches or four inches shorter than I thought, or just a different, something different. And you'll be pleasantly surprised and just be more open because I had a guy who joined in on his last after a whole year, because he went on every match that I suggested the last one, they got married. They are oh. happy. I mean, it's like a fairy tale. It's it, they're so happy. But being open to, okay, I'm going to meet this person and this person. And then you're also working on your dating skills. You're working on honing in what you want. I guess just be more open. And then if you're on, um, so I loved that story because some people hope that they're going to meet their person on the first match or right right away. What's happening? It's not, I'm not, you know, this isn't working, but it just give it time. It's a process. And maybe you have to see what you don't want before you find what you really do want. Right. Yeah. You can see some things that, oh, okay, well, let's shift this or, or tweak that. Yeah. And as we were talking about before the show, sometimes, you know, after they've gone through what they think is their ideal, they find that it is um, really not their ideal. And then somebody who they might not have picked out the first, second, or even 10th time right. ends up being the one that really resonates the most, maybe because the energy, the heart energy comes out. And remember, photos are not great representations of people. I have beautiful photos of myself, and I have hor- horrific photos of myself. <laughs> like nobody takes me out of a photo. And then other ones, oh my god, it looks great. So it, it could be the look on the face, the angle, the lighting, the anything that you meet them in person. It's like it's not even a representation. So don't be too 
stuck on, on a photo either. Well, and here's what I've learned in my couple of years being in this world um, is that, you know, don't miss out on the heart connection that you can get, which is way deeper than anything physical. Yes. I mean, that, that you know, physicality changes. You know, just yeah. like somebody who like, so likes a lot of we, sex. What? Yeah, we love, humans love bright, shiny things, right? We, so it just goes on to, and, that, and so it's trying to kind of break those, those that societal uh, constructs there that have trained us through the media, what this looks like, what this should look like. So we, we've got to kind of break out of that a little bit, break out of that box. I so agree. It's so important. And I, I know what I did for me when, because I kept going with the same, we were talking about this earlier, the same type, the same type, the same type. And then I consciously decided I'm not going to do, do the same things I've done before. I'm changing my quote unquote type. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I just brought in some of the most amazing male, male humans into my world. You know, and, and I'm fortunate enough to now be married to one of them. Yes, yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's just about being open to possibilities, exploring right. possibilities. You know, you might be surprised. It's like they had food that you might that you might look at and say, "Oh God, that looks terrible," but then you taste it and go, "Oh my God, that is amazing! I want more." Yeah, exactly. I love it. It's the book by the cover adage. Anyway, Marla, yeah. we have run out of time. Thank you so much. Could you show your book one more time, please, so everybody can see the memoir? So the Buddha the, made me do it. The Buddha made me do it. So please look that up on Amazon. Pick up a copy, um, as well as Marla's other memoirs. And Marla, thank you so much. So grateful for you everybody. being on the show. I want to bring up also, if you want to reach Marla, you can get, look her up at Marla, M-A-R-L-A, you should know how to spell that, Martinson, M-A-R-T-E-N-S-O-N.com. You can find her on Instagram at The, Mess, the Mystical Matchmaker. Twitter is Marla Martinson. Pick up a copy of Buddha Made Me Do It, and please check out her podcast called The Mystical Match, Matchmaker and The Cosmic Conversation Show on YouTube. So, Marla, thank you. So grateful and blessed that you were here today. I want to thank everyone at Voice America for helping me to put on this amazing show each and every week. And to Teresa Scott-Reed, my assistant. She's my right hand and my left hand. And I want to say thank you to you, all of you who either tune in on Voice America or on Facebook. Take time out of your day to listen and be a part of this podcast. Till next week, I send you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. Take care.